When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. With Valentine's Day just around the corner in about 30 countries around the world, I thought it would be an excellent time to talk about Gary Chapman's five love languages. Let me say first that I'm not a Gary Chapman hater, and I think the Love Languages quiz can be a fun and little informative thing to do. However, this is not a one-size-fits-all theory, and I've definitely found times that it's even been detrimental for the couples I work with. So today, I'm going to answer your burning questions about the five love languages. What are they exactly, and do they really work? Is there any research to support Chapman's theory? Is there something better you should be using to align your wants and needs with your partner? Well, stay tuned while I answer all of that and more. I'm Dr. Abby Medcalf, and I'm a practicing psychologist, number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven with over 35 years of experience helping people just like you. Join me as I teach you actionable tips and strategies to create connection, joy, and ease in all your relationships. So let's get to it. Welcome back to the podcast. This is a really fun topic today. I've been talking about, and you've probably been talking about this five love languages quiz for decades now, and I've never covered it here. And I thought it was just really great timing. And people have definitely asked about it. My clients have talked about it. I've had lots and lots of conversations about it over the last quite a few years. So let's get to it. Let's start with who is Gary Chapman? Who is this guy? Well, Gary Chapman holds a, he has a BA degree in anthropology from Wheaton College and a master's degree in anthropology from Wake Forest University. He got his PhD from Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in adult education. So technically there's no counseling degree, but for me that doesn't necessarily mean someone isn't qualified. And as many of you know, I've talked about this very openly, of course, that my own PhD is in organizational psychology, 
although I do hold a master's degree in counseling psychology also. So I am, in fact, a traditionally traditionally trained counselor. I also have lots of certificates and other things in counseling. But so I think experience is also important to someone being qualified to call themselves a counselor and to speak on things like this, like on love or something else. And of course, besides my education, and there's, like I said, more than just the master's, <laughs> just the master's and a PhD, only a nice Jewish girl from New York could say that because I know it's ridiculous. Of course, I have a silly amount of degrees and certificates. I get that. Um, but I've also worked in uh, therapy, uh, coaching, or counseling capacities at a variety of variety of settings and with varied such different populations, I can't even tell you, at everywhere from, you know, uh, top, top 500, you know, multinational uh, organizations in the world kind of thing to uh, hospitals, drug and alcohol rehabs, mental health hospitals. Uh, I, I've talked before, I had a memorable stint with a, uh, through a mental health agency I was working with in New Hampshire. Um, helping uh, prostitutes uh, get on, receive healthcare. And I was driving around the back of a cop car. I mean, so I've, there's a lot of things I've done in the counseling field over all these years in a variety of capacities. So, and Chapman also has experience. He'd been, uh, from what I can tell in all the research I did, it looked like he'd been counseling couples for years in his role as a Baptist pastor, as a pastor before he wrote the book. He and he, from what I gathered, it was really through his work with couples that he formulated the idea of the five love languages. And I've certainly had a lot of, you know, aha moments working with people. And, you know, that's a lot of times how you inform your ideas of what works and what doesn't. He ran seminars for couples, and apparently these were very popular, and that led to the book. Now, he first published The Five Love Languages in 92, 1992, and originally it was a self-help counseling book that could be found under Christian literature because he's a pastor. And then in 2010, brilliantly, I would say, he really revamped the book and he created that new t subtitle, The Secret to Love That Lasts, and he rebranded with a secular publisher. Again, I think it was kind of brilliant of him to take what he believed was working with all these couples and all this work and all this interest. And, uh, you know, certainly that's why a traditional publisher got on board because there was so much here. And since then, there have been over, over 20 million copies sold worldwide. It's been translated into something like 49 languages. People love taking that quiz that he has online, yours truly included. If you haven't taken the quiz yet, I'm sure you'll want to after today, and it's free. You can take the quiz for free. You don't have to buy the book if you don't want to. And lots of people, millions of people have said it provides reliable and meaningful insights into you know, improving communication with their partners and building connection in their relationship. So before I get to the research, let's just quickly outline what are the these five love languages that he talks about. Well, in his book, uh, there's these five, and and you'll find them again on the website. I'm sure we'll link to the quiz in the show notes. But if you just Google Gary Chapman five love languages quiz, it'll pop right up. You don't even have to come over. Um, and he defines a love language 
as the way you know you communicate your love to your romantic partner and vice versa. And it's basically how you express your love and how you'd like your partner to express love to you. So here's how he breaks down these five languages. The first one, uh, and these are in no particular order. I, I don't know which one is supposed to be first. Maybe there's one that's supposed to be first. I don't know. I just, I just know them off the top of my head because they've been around so long. So the first one I'll say is acts of service. And this is when you do something, you know, kind or helpful for your partner. This could be, you know, put away the dishes without being asked, uh, volunteering to run an errand for them, telling them to relax while you help the kids with their homework. These are all ways uh, that you have acts of service. And I will tell you right now that my man and I have taken the quiz, of course. And Gary is definitely an acts of service guy, um, without a doubt. And, you know, again, he was in the Navy, talk about acts of service, right? <laughs> you know, um, you know, really seems to fit. I have to tell you the, the things there. And when you take the quiz, it kind of grades it and you end up with like a primary love language and then secondary ones. And sometimes you have one that's far and away the top, you know, percentage wise and the other five, then all the other four, cause there's five, um, but sometimes some can be almost equal. You know, it, you'll see if you take the quiz, which I'm sure you're going to want to do. Gary Chapman is not paying. Not He's not paying for today's uh, podcast. So uh, there you go. But the second one that I think of right off the top of my head is quality time. And if this is your love language, this is when, you know, you really, uh, you want time with your partner, but where you're focused on one another without distractions. So if you're watching your favorite favorite sh like show together that you love, but if your partner is on their phone the whole time, it, it won't feel like quality time to you, despite the fact that you're sitting next to each other or cuddling while you do it. It's when what's important about quality time is that there's full it's like full engagement in some activity together, you know, taking a walk, sex, traveling, cooking together. It's all about undivided attention when it comes to this as a love language. Okay, so the third one I'll talk about is physical touch. And a lot of people, of course, think, oh, sex. You know, everyone can have a love language where sex is involved. That's, the, I don't, uh, I, I think of that as a very separate thing. So, of course, sex is nice too. But really, when we talk about physical touch, it's about consistent physical attention, like hugging, kissing, um, one of my clients loves that when, whenever she and her partner walk in somewhere, he like has his hand on her back, kind of touching her, you know, like I'm here, I'm right behind you. Not as like guiding her, but you know, she knows he's right there. She, she personally loves that. Um, it could be holding hands, cuddling, sitting close, getting your feet massaged. You know, any of these things are physical acts. Um, I would probably say my Gary runs a close second with this one. He 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 really <laughs> he, he likes to be right up on me, um, which is very sweet. Obviously, um, oh my 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 partner, my husband won't stop touching me. You know, like it's it's hard to complain about that. Um, but you know, the, if you don't like that, that can really feel like something. Uh, the fourth love language I'm thinking of right now is gifts. And this entails giving your partner, you know, thoughtful gifts uh, or your partner giving you thoughtful gifts. 
uh, thoughtful presents that take effort or some expense. And they need to be gifts that make you feel noticed, appreciated, and seen. So if you have a a girlfriend who loves to hike. She's an outdoors chick. She's really down to earth. You know, she never puts on makeup or jewelry. And you buy her really expensive diamond earrings, even though it's a gift, it doesn't fit, doesn't fit the bill. But if you gave that woman some new hiking boots or even better, like booked a hiking trip, like surprised her for her birthday with a hiking trip that you booked that maybe she'd even been talking about, um, that would really hit hard on this love language. And then number five are uh, words of affirmation. So this is when you like to hear all the things. And I know you will be shocked to hear that when I take the test, this is top. (laughs) We know, Abby, because you won't shut up. So of course you love words of affirmation. Yeah, look at me. I'm on the podcast doing it, talking about the love. This is words of affirmation, right? I'm telling you how much I love you all the time, how much I appreciate you. I mean, it's kind of laughable how much I fit into this category. Uh, And so you want your partner to say thank you and tell you how much they appreciate you. You want to hear compliments and have them, you know, verbally really show you affection and thoughtfulness. And yes, I, Gary and I, Gary knows that when he gives me a card, uh, he's got to write the words. He, he's got to take some time and write words in the card. I do not want a card, even if it's so apropos, you know, to us. And I could tell he spent time on it, which he does, by the way. That, that man's a good card giver. I will tell you that. He clearly takes, because those are words too. He knows that. He's like, I'm going to find the perfect card and I'm going to write really wonderful things in it. Uh, you do not, definitely. And I don't, matter of fact, we don't give gifts a lot because I like to buy what I like to buy. <laughs> I like to buy my own stuff, but, um, cause so gifts really have zero bearing for me. I tell us to my kids. I, you know, I ju- I'm just not that girly who li- I like to buy myself stuff. Don't get me wrong. I like things. Don't get me wrong. But for the people, I always feel kind of guilty that they're buying stuff. They're spending money. The things I like are kind of expensive. I know I'm that girl. Uh, and so it just, it's like a burden to me to try to figure out what to tell them to get me that we're, ah, I'm just like, don't get me anything. But if you got me a card and you wrote in it or you made me a card, my kids know, like even today, they'll like make me a card. I love that shit. I love that crap right there, right to the heart. So, (laughs) so yeah, Gary writes the nice words inside. Um, So I want to be clear that of course, we all like to have all of these. It's not like I don't like getting gifts, right? It's not like I don't like when Gary does something nice for me or we spend quality time together or, or we cuddle on the couch. Of course, you know, you can like all the things, but there's a difference in this in that your prime, we call, again, they call it your primary love language, is that you need, this is the one you really need. This is the one you don't just want, you need. And I always say to people, you can tell because when the other things are missing. So again, like for me, you don't have, if, if, if Gary never gave me another gift and he still did the words and told me and talked to me, I would feel loved and cherished the rest of my life. Right? Like, do you know what I, like, that's how you can kind of tell for him. I could say all day, I love you. You're the best. I'm so grateful. I appreciate you. And if I'm not showing up when I say I'm going to, if I don't make sacrifices with my time for him, he doesn't, he's like, it's it's just words. Words mean nothing. Do you see, you see what I mean? Yeah. Very different. So 
that's important just to kind of notice when we talk about these things. Yes, you like the others, but you don't, your love language, it's not say fulfilled. You don't, you don't feel truly loved or seen or heard or whatever um, if this is happening. Um, yeah. I don't know what else to say. Okay. So I just, I just want to be clear on that because what I hear sometimes from people is, um, well, I like all of them. And it's like, yeah, we all like all of them. All right. So Chapman's theory is that people are happier in their relationships when both partners match with their primary love language. Okay. That's the theory he's based everything on. So let's talk, what does the research say? All right. So, and I just told you, like, I think here's all these things that I find. I took the test. It said I'm words of affirmation. He, Gary took the test. It said he's, you know, acts of service. And we really do show up that way. So you're like, oh, this is a really right test. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I would tell you that the same thing happens when I read my horoscope most of the time. The same thing happens when I look at astrology. And it's not like I don't believe in astrology, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I love, uh, I was born in the a year of the snake, you know, Chinese uh, astrology. I, I'm, I'm snake coming out of hole, even to be very specific in that. And I think those things match me perfectly. I don't know that I believe in all that, but I love reading that stuff. I, it's so much fun, you know? I think any of these things that sort of type us, we're using our, if you sort of believe in them and, and, and you start to see something, you remember we you know, that our reticular activating system, you start to really key in and that gets brought to the surface. The way our brain works with confirmation bias, uh, we start to really, you know, see what we believe and that's what starts to happen. So I, I want to be really clear that even though I'm saying all this good stuff, the research doesn't really bear out that it's real. And let me, let me, well, let me get into it though. Okay. So and I think the most upsetting part is that you think something that's been around for 30 years and has been translated into so many languages around the world, you'd think there'd be a ton of research to back it up, right? No. And this happens a lot. And you know it drives me crazy. And you know that's why you sit here listening to me because you're smart. You want to really understand things from a from a scientific perspective, not that I'm a scientist, but I use the research, right? I go read the books. I go read the articles. And so that we can really present you with things here that work, that aren't just something that somebody made up that seems kind of good, seems like a good idea, that seems to match. And again, I have found the love languages to be detrimental to some of my clients. And I'll get into why in a little bit. But but that so that 
again, it's not the case here. They've done all this research. There have been a handful of studies. So there, while there have been a handful of studies, there have been, most of the research, I'm going to tell you, is inconclusive when it comes to whether this is an evidence-based best practice. So there is some that supports it, but most of it doesn't. And so the majority of the research out there says that this is not a real thing. It's fun to take the test and sure some of it resonates, but there's really no proof that aligning your love languages will lead to lasting love and harmony. And certainly it's been very hard to, um, we have these, what we call like convoluting variables, confounding variables where it's, you can conflate things. You can think that some, something is causal when it's not. And it's really hard because of how broad the love languages are and how they don't really have very clear concepts, you know, really contextualized things we can study. It's very hard to study things and know that you're studying the thing you're looking at and not a bunch of other variables that you haven't accounted for. I think of the research like Kristin Neff has done on compassion, self-compassion. You know, lots of people, it sounds right, right? Self-compassion is great. Sure, it helps you. That's a great idea. And I'm sure people were practicing that for a while and really trying to be self-compassionate and going, yeah, this really works. But she actually like found a way to make it a construct that we could study, that we could replicate, that we could actually get granular and see what really works and what doesn't. What's there's some things people thought was a really, you know, uh, so affirmations, what a great idea. You know, later we find that a lot of affirmations, depending on the way they've done, are harmful. So <laughs> you, you can't just go, yes, that seems obvious or that seems right or yeah, that resonates. You got to really know. Uh, and that's why I've been doing the podcast all these years. I want people to have really good information. So, and if you look at the website, if you go take the test, it says that millions of people have taken this quiz. But despite this, we don't even have published findings about the validity or reliability of the test itself. I know. Uh, for example, there's researchers Nicole Egbert and Denise Polk. They it's kind of one of the more well-known um, studies on this. They created their own version of the love languages quiz, but and I quote. The findings didn't meet the statistical thresholds to suggest the survey adequately captured the five love languages. They, so they couldn't even like replicate them in a way that we could study them is what this is saying. Also, their findings did not support the idea that there are even, even our five love languages. In fact, another qualitative study suggested that there are likely at least six love languages. So, you know, when you get past when you look at all this, just from the test point of view, you realize there's big problems. And when you get past the validity of the quiz itself and move on to the main tenant of the love languages theory, this idea that couples with matching love languages have greater satisfaction than those who don't, you've got really mixed results. Many find that couples who have matching love languages weren't any more satisfied than couples who don't. Many, many of the studies couldn't, couldn't find anything that showed that. Now, again, to be fair, there are some studies finding greater relationship satisfaction when love languages match. There have also been programs created, and that's different than they're not using what he says, what Gary Chapman says. They're, there's places that have created a program based on those that they could study and quantify. And those have, you know, so these programs that are based on love language, languages, 
that there are ones that do show greater relationship satisfaction. So those do exist. Is that what Chapman's doing? Is that what this test is doing? Is that what his book does? No. And so we have studies that show that responding to a partner in a way that meets their wants and needs, of course, makes them feel more connected and more validated and more cared for. I, I think that is a gimme, right? So, <laughs> and so you could argue that, well, yeah, that's connected to love language, languages matching up, right? Uh, but again, that's like, that's a, that's too hard to say that it's causal, that it's, you know, this causes that. And that's what we talk about where things can correlate. They can be highly, what we say, correlated, meaning that they can seem to go together when you see one, the other one is there. Um, an example of this is that there's a high correlation between diabetes and alcoholism in family trees. Okay. Families with more diabetes are highly, much more highly correlated with incidences of uh, alcohol use disorder than families that don't have diabetes running in the family, right? But it's not causal. It's not, uh, you can't say that diabetes causes alcoholism or that alcoholism causes diabetes. Do you see the difference there? So you can have things that match up, but don't necessarily cause each other. And that's what I would say is true for a lot of these studies that relate to the love languages. They're there's some high correlations on things, but there's not causal. And again, then there's a lot that just say there's nothing at all that shows that this ex improves people's experience and, and satisfaction in their relationship. So, so what does this all mean for you right now? Okay. So again, it's not all garbage. I don't think that uh, the love languages quiz is garbage. I in at all, but. In my experience, the this quiz, it, it's very fun to take. Again, I'm sure you'll go take it if you haven't already, but it really shouldn't be the thing you're using to build your relationship on. It's, to me, this is not your primary tool to say, oh, this is what I'm focusing on. Uh, that's when I have found that things have been harmful to my clients because I'll have a client and you know, I'll have two. They'll come to me often from couples, and often from another couples therapist, telling them to focus on love languages. And they're saying, you know, he just. I've told him I'm a acts of service, and I need this, this, and this, and and he won't do it. He just doesn't do it. So he knows to do it, but he won't do it. And so I don't feel loved. There's nothing else. This is the only thing I need. And when you get like that, when you don't see the forest for the trees, it becomes problematic. And, and this idea, it's a scarcity mindset to me. It's fear-based that there's one thing you need to know that you're cherished or loved. It doesn't open up your brain at all to look at your partner and think, wow, there's so many ways my partner shows me that they love me. There are so many ways that they show up. Maybe not always the ways I like, but there are all these ways. How do we problem solve together how to feel this way. And a lot of times I will tell you that it's your own insecurity. Yeah, I said it. That's making you think the only thing you need is this acts of service or words of affirmation or whatever. If at this point in my relationship with Gary, it's, it is, like I said, very nice that he gives me the words. Um, but you know what I do sometimes? I'll come out all dressed up for a date. He usually says, oh my gosh, you look so beautiful or something. But I'll say, okay, how do I look? Let me hear it. You know, let me hear how fabulous it is. <laughs> I give him the hint. This is what I would like. I don't feel not loved if he doesn't do it. I don't feel like, oh, if I had to make him do it, it doesn't count. He doesn't really believe it. Because 
because we've done the work that I already know he loves me. And so these other things are kind of icing on the cake. You know, they're the cherry on top of the sundae. So I really want you to use things that we know from the research result in more connection and higher relationship satisfaction. You would do better to spend your time working on your mindfulness that we have so much research on to show it improves relationships. So then you would be more aware in the moments of your feelings and reactions so that if Gary doesn't say how beautiful I look, I don't feel like, oh my God, he's not attracted to me anymore. I've gotten old and he's cheating. You know, I don't go down some stupid, crazy rabbit hole from my insecurity because I am mindful. I am noticing. Maybe I am feeling a little, I don't know, maybe I noticed a new wrinkle this week or a new something. Maybe I could be aware of that. Like, wow, my aging is really starting to feel different and it's starting to um, really affect the way I think about myself. I need to look at that. I, not Gary needs to say more because you we all know that's a funnel that just has a big hole in the bottom. It doesn't matter. That's why you always need your partner to keep saying it. That's why you need more of it because it's a funnel and you're not focusing on the hole in the bottom of the funnel. You're just focused on what should keep going in. But meanwhile, you're losing all this stuff through the bottom. You need to plug up that hole there. You need to figure out what it is that can be the bedrock of how you feel about yourself. No one else can make me feel beautiful besides myself. I need to talk to myself in the mirror. Or if, if I, I mean, I don't do it, I might one day, you know, do some Botox or something. I, I, I don't right now, but as you can tell if you're watching me on, on YouTube, and if you are watching, please hit the subscribe button and maybe give a like or even comment below the video. Uh, but I might, I don't know, I'm not against it. I'll share with you if I do it. Uh, I just, I have, anyway, but that's on me, you know, that's on me to how I feel and how I look at myself and how can I age gracefully and what kinds of, I don't know, attention or self-esteem have I, you know, myself, have I gotten from something outside of me, my looks? That doesn't feel very good. Um, so, and, you know, looks are fleeting and they're in the eye of the beholder, as we know. Lots of people look at me and I'm an ugly old lady. And then occasionally, you know, yesterday, some young man whistled at me. <laughs> It's like, it's like, you're like my son's age. You need to go away. Um, but you, I, you know, I don't know. It, it, some people would, are going to find you attractive. Some people aren't. It's just how it is, you know? So I really want you to think about what really works at the bottom, like not these top things. What do we know? What has Abby taught me that from the research works that we know over time with large groups of people, very robustly, with studies that have been replicated over and over that aren't confounding, that don't have mixed results. So there's a lot more in that bucket than focusing on fulfilling your partner's love language every day, right? There isn't some simple quiz that's going to save your relationship. And there's not one thing that's going to make your relationship amazing. What do I always say? Great relationships aren't built in a day. Great relationships are built daily. So I will tell you to do what the research says instead. Go take the test. It's very fun. Sure, you know, and Gary did like, you know, he sort of got it. He was like, oh, I have to really write the words. This is, you know, we had a good conversation, which was what was great. I told him, I'm like, look what I do for a living. I talk to people. I support people. I 
I, I like I love I love words. You know, if you read my weekly love letter, if you haven't signed up for that yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. It's quite fabulous and fun. Um, I write a love letter every week to everybody. Like I like words. <laughs> I wrote I've written books. You know, I, you would do better to buy my my first Amazon number one bestseller. Thank you very much. Uh, book, which was "Be Happily Married," even if your partner won't do a thing. You can get it on Amazon today. Uh, you would do better to buy that book and follow what's in there because it's all based on research than the love languages quiz that somebody made up. Uh, you, If you want to do something for free, go back. I did a couple episodes. Um, episode 253 was uh, how to make all your relationships great, okay? Foc- I, it was called focus on these five things to make all your relationships great. That's what it was, Okay. Episode 254, right around it, was The Seven Habits of Intimate Relationships, backed by research. (laughs) It's even in the title. Just go listen to those two episodes. Read my book. Uh, uh, Search through all the stuff that I have on the website. There is so much free information, research-based information on my website. It's not even funny. And again, I will link in the show notes on my website to all the research I talked about today. So you can go look yourself if you think, and I'm not, again, not a Gary Chapman hater. Not, I think anyone who's starting to at least look at these things, who is showing, sometimes it's the only way, I've had some people say, it's the only way my partner would show any interest was to take the quiz. I'm like, great, they took the quiz. And again, if like Gary and I, you have a great conversation about it, wonderful. I just don't want you to be making this your be-all, end-all. I don't want you thinking, oh, this is this is what's going to fix my marriage, or I don't have this, so nothing can work, because that's a load of crap, okay? That, that part is a load of crap. So hopefully this helped you today. Hopefully you're hearing the things you need to hear to about this. And again, go do your own research because if you don't believe me, go check out the own things. You will find, again, some research to support uh, the love languages and others. And again, the majority does not. But you you really want to be careful, even in the research that does support it, to make sure if you don't know how to read an abstract and really understand what they're saying, you you might be thinking something like, oh, his his book works. But really, like I said earlier, it was somebody who created a program based on the book. So if you wanted to do anything, you would do their program, not the book, um, that had these results. It, so, and maybe it, cause they did it in a group setting and not, you know, individually and just read something. I don't, you know, I don't know all the parts of these programs, but you have to make sure that you're reading the research correctly. There's a lot in research that, you know, sound bites can sound like one thing, but, and hopefully that's what you trust me for, that I'm the one going deep. I'm the one reading all the stuff because you know I love it and bringing you what's, you know, the outcomes. And I am reading the fine print and I am reading through the little pieces to make sure I'm not giving you misinformation because that is really, that's something I try to guard very, um, very rigorously. Uh, not that I've never made a mistake, obviously, or anything else, but in general, I really spend time on every episode making sure I'm giving you the real deal. All right. All right. That is it for today. Uh, (sighs) Taking a breath. Take a breath with me. Have an amazing week. Know that I am here. I am rooting for you. I believe you can have the things you want. I believe you can have the relationship you want. 
And I want to be very clear. I have seen such unbelievable miracles, miracles, things you can't imagine, not because I did it with a couple, but because the the couple got the correct information and the correct tools, the right research. Yes, I'm fabulous, but you know, people make their own miracles. I, I, I never own any of those. Just like I can't own their failures, I can't own their, their miracles either. But I see the miracles all the time. I really do. I'm a miracle. I'm sitting here today instead of being dead or on the side of the road or just a drug addict who never, you know, was able to finish school. So we're all miracles in our little way, considering what we've come from and where we are now. So I need you to remember that. But if the only, if you have no faith in your relationship, then of course, nothing's ever going to work. But if you can find the hope, if you can find the, the little things that work and start to just build on those that's what I want you to do. All right. Love you so much. Thank you for spending this time with me and I will talk to you real soon. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything. You can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.